Chapter Seventeen of Curly by Roger Pocock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Seventeen: The Real Curly. Throwing back along my trail, I noticed that I've mentioned a whole lot of points about Curly which made him unusual, different from other boys. Remember how he balked and shied at Holy Cross until we allowed him to hole up in a den of his own? He was sure wild and scary of railroads, towns, or a strange house. Except with his own folks, the Balshannon outfit, and me, he was dumb as a bear and showed wild-eyed fright when strangers spoke to him. The meanest horses went tame at a word from him. No dog ever barked at him except with tail signals of joy. Cats followed him around, and any animal who was hurt or in trouble would run to Curly for help. Even the deer knew his calls and would come quite near while he spoke to them in that low, soft voice of his. That voice never broke gruff with manhood, but just stayed sweet, like the sound of running water. He had a strong face, stern as our desert country, tanned, beautiful no end, so that one caught one's breath at the very sight of him. His smile turned me weak, his voice went through me, and I'm a sure hard case. Everybody just had to love that curly, a born rider, a wonderful scout, a dead shot, a dangerous fighter, who bore pain like an Indian, and had heaps more sense and courage than Jim, his partner. Why do I say all this? Well, from the first, I saw that curly youngster was undersized and weak, with a narrow chest and wide hips more like a girl than a boy. The right proper man is strong, rough, hardy. He ought to have a temper and be master, ready to work and fight for his womenfolk. That curly broke down and sobbed like a girl after the gunfight, and in a hundred soft ways was not a proper man. There were often times when I wanted to turn in and lamb his head. Then I didn't, but somehow knew that nature had played some scurvy trick on that well-meaning youngster. Well, Jim was younger than me, so there's some excuse for him. He was rough on Curly, hostile and contemptuous when the little partner acted feminine. He owned up afterwards he'd behaved like a brute to that poor, wounded, helpless critter loving him all the while but acting coarse that humbled curly who weakened under his tongue lash cried at times and lay for hours sucking the wound on his arm dumb like a dying animal both youngsters were surely miserable on the second and third days they lay together in prison it was on the second morning that i sent down a doctor from bisley to fix up curly's wound late that evening towards midnight a crowbar dropped down through the window gap in the wall and jim began to labor out a hole for their escape he dug out bricks of dobe one by one and while he worked he made poor curly sing hour after hour to hide up the sound of the crowbar shall i tell you one of the songs it's a cowboy tune for smoothing the feelings of driven cattle while they bed themselves down for night so bossy so the water's handy near the grass is plenty here 
and all the stars a sparkle because we drive no more we drive no more the long trail ends today the long trail ends today the punchers go to play and all you weary cattle may sleep in peace for sure sleep sleep for sure the moon can't bite you here nor punchers fright you here and you all will be beefy for we need you any more we need you more or when morning broke jim piled hay on the burrow he'd made in the foot of the wall and lay on top dead weary to get some sleep at ten o'clock the doctor from bisley found curly still singing light-headed talking nonsense the patient said he was a bear so the doctor gave sleep medicine and sat beside him at noon he fed the boys their dinner and went away but they didn't wake again until supper time when the man on guard came in what's for supper says curly tortillas frijoles coffee same as usual eat it says curly cause i'm only a bear hold up for winter we don't eat in winter anyways bears have their coffee says jim oh yes of course and curly fed coffee to the winter bear that cleared his head and he sat up watching jim at work on the little round dishes the food was frijoles the same bean beans and tortillas which is a thin corn cake pretty much the same as brown fly papers warm and damp but sort of uninteresting to taste the coffee was in a brown earthen pot fresh from the fire and mighty encouraging those three things make the proper feed for mexicans the same being simple uninstructed people knowing no better when they feast they make a stew of red pepper and take a little meat with it but that dish is a luxury and hot enough to burn a hole through a grape when jim had eaten everything in sight he started cigarettes listening to a banjo in the guardroom and a growing hum of talk and the click of cups for some holy cross riders were there with a jar of cactus spirit a deck of cards and other inducements sit in by captain mccalmont jim heard them talking more because they'd never been paid off at holy cross and had six months wages coming they allowed that el chico their young patron ought to hang and the guards agreed that such was probable tomorrow the prisoners were going to be collected by the united states authorities for trial jim looked at his partner for comfort but saw big tears rolling down curly's face you ought to be ashamed of that says he it can't be helped curly swept his arm across his face you jim we've got to part tonight you wild ass of the desert what's the matter now you're going through that hole to find your liberty but i stay here stay and be hanged to you i got to how should i be with this wound out there on the range i'll see to that youngster it's only a little way to la soledad and i'll get you through it may hurt but it's not so bad as being hanged i can't travel we're due to be caught and killed you go alone jim we go together and live or we'll stay together and die take your choice curly oh i can't bear it 
you don't understand i understand you're a little coward that's no dream you owned being a coward yes all these years i've tried to play the game to be a boy to live a boy's life but now i'd rather die and get it finished why i've been off my head last night and all today this pain has stampeded me and i'm going crazy tonight the pain is worse i'll be making fool talk giving myself away and you'll find me out it's better to own up than to be found out to own up what oh don't be hard on me jim i tried so hard i was born for a boy i had to be a boy don't you see girls was plumb impossible in a gang of robbers have you gone mad oh you can't understand and it's so hard to say curly lay face downwards hiding a shamed face my mother must have made a mistake i wasn't born for a boy good gracious i had to be raised for a boy it had to be done what else was possible at the robber's roost and you're not a boy god help me i'm only a girl you a girl oh don't be hard on me it ain't my fault i tried so hard to be a man but i'm crazy with pain and i wished i was dead but i can't believe it can't be true why i've seen you ride the first horseman in arizona scout cowboy desperado wanted for robbery and murder you a girl have pity don't don't talk like that i'm not so bad as you think i never rob i never you killed men to save my life oh curry i'm so sorry i talked like that i take it all back i must have been loco to call you a coward i wish i'd half your courage i never knew a woman could be brave my mother wasn't and all the girls i've known they weren't like you oh the things you've seen me do the things i've said treating you no better than a boy can you ever forgive the way i treated you one little hand stole out and touched him stop talk no more a vaquero was singing for all he was worth in the garden room to the strum of a guitar while hands clapped out the time i could not be so well content so sure of the senorita lolita but well i know thou must relent and come to me lolita jim set to work to finish his hole in the wall prying out the dobe bricks with his crowbar and he sure wrought furious timing his strokes to the clapping hands the guitar and the swinging chorus the caballeros throng to see thy laughing face senorita lolita but well i know thy hearts for me thy charm thy grace lolita i ride the range for thy dear sake to earn the gold senorita lolita and steal the gringos cows to make a ranch to hold lolita the cactus liquor was getting in its work the guard-room crowded up all it would hold the soldiers vaqueros customs men travelers then there was dancing singing gambling squabbling all the row 
which belongs to a general drunk. Curly was fretted up the high fever, riding herd on a bunch of dream cows, and Jim was pouring in his strength on the dopey bricks. At two in the morning, the frontier guards began to make war talk, wanting to turn the prisoners loose with a prize for the soldier who got first kill with a gun. On that, the Holy Cross Vaqueros proposed to rescue their young patron and wipe out the frontier guards. There was considerable rough house with knife and gun until the guards subdued the vaqueros, jumped on their heads, and herded them into number two cell as prisoners of war. The vaqueros were just moaning for blood. The guards turned loose to celebrate their victory with more drinks. And while the row was enough to drown artillery, Jim's crowbar drove a brick which fell outside the wall. Now, he had only to pry dopies loose one by one until the hole was big enough to let out prisoners. Sometimes he had to quit and hold his breath while the sentry came reeling past along his beat. Once he had to play dead because a drunken sergeant rolled into the cell to give him a drink of miso. The sergeant called him brother, hugged him, kissed him, cried, and went away. At three o'clock, Jim crawled out through the hole with his crowbar, lay for the sentry, jumped up behind, clubbed him, and got the rifle. Then he dragged Mr. Sentry into the cell, wrapped him in Curly's blanket, and made up a dummy to look like himself in case the sergeant of the guard should remember to call again. Curly, he shook his partner out of sleep. Curly, the springtime is coming. It's time for little bears to come out of hole. You've gone all foolish says Curly, calling me a bear. I done forgot who I am, but I'm too sure sick to be a bear. Let's play bear, says Jim, mighty shy. I'll bet you I'm first through this hole. The guard's room had gone quiet, the men there being just sober enough not to fall off the floor, but the sergeant was droning with the guitar, sobbing at the tail end of the old Lolita song. I ride the range for thy dear sake to win the gold, Sarita, Lolita, to steal the gringos, cow, ow, ow. Curly was first out through the hole, chasing dream bears, the winds in the waste, she said, looking at the big stars above. Crawl up the wind, Jim whispered. We want our horses. Where are they? Curly sat up, snuffing at the wind then pointed. The hoss smells bar, she said, but there's a scent of pony soldiers, too. Many soldiers. Jim trailed over Catfoot to the stable and looked in through the door. A lantern hung in the place, and some of the frontier guards sat round a box on the hay, gambling earnest. If he went off to a distance and handed out a few shots to draw the guard away searching, he reckoned there might be time to sneak round and steal a horse before they began to stray back. But then there was Curly, all delirious with fever, and whimpering small wolf calls, so that every dog in the place had started to bark. The wolf calls had to be stopped, and a new dream started, which would keep the little partner good and silent. That is why Jim took a handful of dust, which he said was salt. Come along, Curly he whispered. We're going to stop the buffalo, to still hunt the buffalo. We must be fearfully quiet, 
or we'll never put the salt on their tails don't you see but the buffalo's all gone extinct oh that's all right it's not their fault poor things come on and we'll salt their tails i'm sort of tired says curly right out loud and jim went cold with fright he could hear the soldiers squabbling over their game not fifty feet away then the sound of somebody's footsteps rambling over from the guardhouse a soldier staggered drunk within two yards of him and rolled in at the stable door come on old chap jim whispered i'm your horse so climb on my back and we'll travel so he put the little partner on his back and staggered away into the desert he had one cartridge in the gun no water only the stars to guide him and at sunrise the frontier guards would see his tracks there was no hope End of chapter seventeen